And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning, Adam. Good morning. <clears throat> Excuse me. Good morning, Lena. <laughs> Off to a great start, aren't we? <laughs> Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Gosh. Just a fresh reminder to our listeners, it is morning for us. <laughs> Very early in the morning. And uh, yeah, as, as is usually the case, my organs are not awakened yet. So, uh, yeah, my is the throat an organ? I don't know what I'm talking about. Ready? <laughs> yes, I am. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's time for us to take a look at uh, some of these headlines in details with our keyword picks of the day. And this is our first keyword of the day. Escaping conflict. So there are concerns that the escalating conflict between Israel and Palestinian militant group Hamas uh, could uh, cause ripple effects here in Korea, not to mention the global economy. The top office is keeping a close eye on the situation. What's the latest, Adam? Right. So the presidential office has initiated an emergency security uh, check, as they're calling it, and is analyzing various impacts on Korea's uh, economy and security. The government is concerned that the current uh, Middle East situation may affect the normalization of relations between uh, Israel and Saudi Arabia, uh, promoted by the United States, which could have repercussions uh, for Korea here. And the Israel and Saudi Arabia, they just only recently kind of um, reconciliated. Now, depending on the involvement of uh, Hezbollah in, Le in uh, Lebanon and Iran, the conflict may expand, potentially altering Korea's Middle East policy from seeking dialogue to basically confronting challenges. Mm -hmm. And that's why Seoul's Middle East diplomacy may also actually be put uh, to the test. It may be very careful, for example, when voicing its opinions in international affairs amid the kind of intertwined complexity involving the US, uh, Israel, Iran, and Saudi Arabia. Mm. Um, it often boils down to more than two countries when there are tensions and conflicts uh, uh, in the Middle East. Uh, there, there's sometimes a group of other countries are sometimes involved, creating right. kind of a difficult uh, diplomatic situation. Now, diplomatic space in the Middle East for Korea uh, and other foreign countries may become more limited uh, now, given Korea's uh, strong economic ties with the region, and this could uh, necessitate careful monitoring um, of developments and diplomatic moves. Also, also there is uh, speculation that if the United States uh, dedicates more resources to managing the Middle East crisis, it may reduce its focus on Northeast Asia uh, in its policy as well, namely kind of um, supporting South Korea's a bid to rein in uh, North Korea's provocations and mm. weapons um, uh, provocations. Now, additionally, the government is closely examining the impact on the Korean economy, uh, including the recent significant rise in international oil prices. Uh, the foreign ministry, meanwhile, is leading safety checks for local residents, excluding, uh, including rather, expatriates uh, and um, other diplomats in the country. The government is advising travelers in Israel to leave the country as soon as possible. Uh, but is not considering currently the use of military transport planes for evacuations. Um, Korean Air has actually cancelled flights to Tel Aviv, but Korean Air plans to operate a, reflern, a return flight from Tel Aviv uh, to uh, Incheon to transport Koreans that are currently in Israel back mm -hmm. home. Uh, the flight is expected to arrive in Incheon tomorrow morning. Uh, in fact, uh, but the situation is being closely monitored on the ground in Tel Aviv because there are reports of Hamas uh, launching rockets at the airport as well. So there's that potential of damage hmm. and casualties uh, to Koreans who want to come back home. 
Uh, so we'll have to keep our eye on the developments there. All right. So Israel has ordered a complete siege of Gaza. As as you mentioned, uh, rocket attacks continued. Uh, we'll get a closer look at that situation on our world news portion. In the meantime, on Keyword News, let's move on to our second keyword of the day. Economic risk. So there is, of course, a potential effect on the global economy. Uh, so the global economy, which has been already struggling since Russia's invasion of Ukraine, is now facing a new risk in the form of conflict between Israel and Hamas. So how much risk does it pose and what should we keep tabs on? Right. Well, experts believe that this war kind of poses a risk to both inflation and growth prospects uh, in terms of the global economy. And it will take time for basically the full impact on the global economy to become uh, clear. Well, it was kind of a similar story with uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine. There were no immediate kind of impacts on the global economy, mm. but, but they slowly started to seep through. Now, according to foreign media, the conflict uh, could undermine hopes of containing rising inflation and economic confidence, which were already affected by uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, as well as the uh, Ukraine conflict. Now, the dilemma faced by uh, the Fed, uh, which aims to control inflation and ensure a smooth economic landing, is expected to become uh, more complicated now. Central banks, including the Fed, are closely monitoring the possibility uh, that the war could lead to a sharp increase in international oil prices, creating new inflationary pressures. Although neither Israel nor Palestine are major oil producers, this region is home to major oil producing countries like Iran and Saudi Arabia. And it is also close to the Suez Canal, which is a major shipping route as well. So all these could tie in um, to the possible uh, implications of oil prices. And there is also concern that the war could slow down economic growth as well. Now, if the situation were to escalate and spread throughout the Middle East, it could have significant reper uh, repercussions on domestic inflation, as well as energy prices and trade as well. Now, this war is expected to be a major topic of discussion at the upcoming G20 finance ministers and central bank governors meeting mm. in uh, Morocco. Uh, Korea has seen um, no major impact from the conflict on the country's imports of crude oil and natural gas thus far. So the implications here in Korea seem to be um, a bit subdued. Now, the government expects no delays or disruptions in importing oil and gas from mid, uh, the Middle East, given that the site of the conflict is located away from the Strait of Hormuz Islands, which is a key maritime uh, route through which Korea imports oil and gas. Now, Korea is closely watching... Uh, the situation in the Middle East nonetheless, as Korea lies um, on the region for 67% uh, of its overall crude oil purchases and 37% of its total mm. uh, gas deals. So you can, just by those numbers, we can see uh, there is a heavy reliance uh, on these um, uh, oil and gas imports from the region. Now, the government is, of course, uh, keeping a close eye on the situation, uh, and it is uh, certainly uncertain how things will unfold as well. So therefore, why it needs to keep a close eye uh, on the conflict, because as I said, if it spreads throughout the whole of the Middle East, then of course, those key routes uh, that I mentioned, the Strait of Hormuz, for example, will certainly um, uh, limit the imports that Korea uh, takes in from the Middle East in terms of oil and gas in, in turn will of course raise prices as well here in, in korea domestically mm. for our energy and power needs and so yeah all these are things are tied in closely together and repercussions and there's kind of ripple effects that follow so mm. uh, we'll have to see um 
to what extent, if any, these uh, economic impacts will have on Korea and the rest of the world, for that matter. Mm. Uh, staying in the economy section, are South Korean shipmakers getting a little bit of break? Our third keyword of the day. East export curves. The Samsung Electronics and SK Hynix have been told they will be indefinitely exempt from U.S. rules over chip tech exports to China, particularly easing concerns for the Korean chipmakers for the time being anyway. What's the latest? For the time being anyway being the kind of key phrase there, <laughs> indefinitely. The previous one was uh, in place for a year, so it's basically kind of an extension. So we don't know if this is a permanent uh, kind of waiver, but it is a waiver nonetheless. So it is a brief sigh of relief uh, for the Korean chip makers. Now, both firms have invested uh, billions of dollars in their chip production facilities in China. It is a very important market mm. for them. And so, of course, any restraints um, in terms of business uh, with the, uh, China, of course, uh, is a bit of a headache for these chip makers. Um, they were caught in the crossfire of the uh, U.S.'s escalating trade war with China when Washington brought in license requirements to firms bringing U.S. chip equipment into uh, China. Now, thanks to the waiver, Samsung and Hi uh, SK Hynix will be allowed to supply U.S. chip equipment to their China factories indefinitely without separate U.S. approvals. Uh, the U.S. designated these factories as quote-unquote verified end users, reducing the licensing burden for U.S. exporters. Now, Washington has already informed both companies um, with immediate effect. Uh, both firms have welcomed the move. Samsung says uncertainties related to its China operations have been uh, significantly removed. SK Hynix says the decision will contribute to the stabilization of the global semiconductor supply chain. Mm. Uh, now, meanwhile, the presidential office here said the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, which went into effect about a year ago, uh, has not actually um, deteriorated Korea's electric vehicle business that much uh, in the United States, despite concerns uh, as well. So there are some uh, concerns uh, regarding the IRA that maybe Korean car makers might have a bit of a hard time uh, in the U.S. market. for, But for the time being, anyway, it doesn't seem like it's had much of an impact. But of course, mm. that could change. So we'll have to keep our eyes and ears open. Mm. Will uh, South Korean uh, car makers be able to benefit from the tax break that consumers are provided in the U.S.? That's a big question, isn't it? But for now, the impact limited. But I think for now, it's just the key words in in that particular uh, headline because we don't we're not quite yeah. sure if that's permanent or temporary yeah, yeah as i said there's always a uh, most of the time there's always these buffers when it comes right. to kind of a decision to move and then the kind of economic, uh, economic repercussions so we'll have to see uh, whether anything does happen uh, as we move forward and on to our fourth keyword of the day hangul day celebration so ceremony marking the 577th Hunger Day was held in Sejong yesterday. It was the first time a Hunger Day ceremony took place in a city outside of Seoul for the first time. Yeah, that's right. So they're usually held in, um, uh, usually in front of the, uh, the statue, uh, the statue in Kwangamun uh, <laughs> in central Seoul. Uh, but uh, it was uh, taken. It took place in Sejong now, which is basically home to the, a lot of government offices. Mm. Now the event was attended by. Uh, Interior Minister Lee Sang-min, as well as other government officials, along with around a thousand citizens and officials from Hangul-related organizations. Uh, Prime Minister Han Dok-su, who is uh, actually currently on an overseas 
visit expressed his expectations that the Korean language will lead the AI era uh, through a congratulatory speech that was delivered by Minister E. Uh, on his behalf. Han emphasized that Hangul is being recognized as the most suitable script for the digital age. Uh, so he also highlighted that global companies are actively providing Korean language services as well as establishing uh, AI environments based on Hangul. And he mentioned that the government will make uh, maximum efforts to prepare for the AI and digital era and share the value of Hangul with more people around the world. Uh, the government, meanwhile, during the uh, ceremony, also handed out awards to those who have contributed to Hangul and uh, Korean culture. Hangul Day was uh, yesterday, um, and uh, just giving you an update on the um, related ceremonies that mm. took place. If you are keeping up on social media, which I rarely do, but on these occasions I do, just to see <laughs> if I'm missing out on anything, but there yeah. was a lot of people um, trying to celebrate how the literacy rate in the country would be entirely different if the alphabet wasn't created, right? And with the wonders it yeah. did for the South Korean people and the key role in building a safe, modern and prosperous nation was the Korean language yeah. at the center of it. Sometimes we forget, but yes, it seems. Yeah. I mean, if we, if we didn't have Hangul. I, I thought of this. Uh, we'll probably be all speaking and learning uh, Chinese and characters, writing in Chinese right? characters, and mm. that is something I do not want to do. My brain <laughs> be overwhelmed. So I'm very grateful that Hangul has come about and making life easier for us all. I guess. <laughs> all right. So celebrating hunger. That was uh, the day to mark yesterday. Let's move on to our final keyword of the day. Economic meetings. So Finance Minister Chu kyung is heading to Morocco to attend the annual G20 meeting of finance ministers and central bank chiefs, as well as meetings of the IMF and the World Bank. Uh, with all that's been said, even on today's segment, there's a lot to consider. What can we expect? That's right. Uh, now, on Wednesday, Chu will join discussions on global supply chains and Ukraine-related uh, uh, issues. Uh, the following day, he'll attend uh, a World Bank meeting to discuss the organization's new missions, including promoting uh, global uh, public goods. He'll also talk with his G20 counterparts about uh, reforming multilateral development banks and discuss financial stability and economic matters uh, with other G20 nations. He plans to call for extensive cooperation among development banks and related parties to ensure the successful reform of these banks. Now, in addition to the official meeting schedule, discussions on strengthening bilateral economic cooperation will also take place through uh, meetings on the sidelines with finance ministers of uh, major countries. She will also use the visit to seek support for Korea's bid to host the 2030 World Expo in Busan in various sideline meetings. So uh, there's a lot of last-ditch efforts to get Busan on the map and mm. uh, getting support for the vote that's happening in November. Uh, during the uh, event, global inflation and its impact, uh, monetary tightening, uh, prolonged high interest rates, as well as the repercussions of the Ukraine war and China's economic slowdown are expected to be comprehensively uh, discussed during these economic meetings. And of course, as I mentioned before, the conflict in Israel now will also likely be high on the agenda as well, along with those repercussions. Thank you very much, Anna, for today's coverage. Have a safe one and we'll see you tomorrow. You're very welcome. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. 
See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.